our spirit. What is it? Where does it go? Are we able to see them using our mind's eye? If so, just what can spirit teach us? Welcome to School Through Spirit. Host Diet Renee is a certified psychic medium and master teacher of psychic and mediumship development through LWISSD. Diet was born knowing spirit and now is here to help you better understand the spirit world. And now your host, Diet Renee. morning everybody this is Diet here on school through spirit with wltkgb.com this is a station or a radio show in which i talk to different people of different spiritual modalities um and how spirits just really affected their life now each week i do start with a small discussion which i don't know spirit the good book whatever gives me and we go from there and we finish it up with a five card drawing at the end of the day <sighs> I just got up and ran during the credits and came back. And guys, I got a surprise. I do stick around for the end of the show. Everybody's got to guess what's in the bag. And I'm going to reveal at the end of the show. Anyway, oh, hello, Tim. Hello, Keith. I don't know who Facebook user is, but I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to figure it out. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. That is always good morning, Miss Lori. That is so aggravating because. I never were the, know where those go, and I never know where to find those names, and it just drives me batty, but we're going to figure it out. We're going to figure it out, aren't we? Um, do, do, do. I'm just kind of go, oh my God, I got to click out of every one of these messages so I can get to where it might tell me who that is, because you guys know I get all kind of in my head, and I never know what's going on with life. And that drives me batty. That drives me batty. Um, and it's not going to show me there either. So what I'm going to do is just, I'm going to copy and paste the show to my Facebook. Because, guys, I am going to start doing more of that. For anybody that follows me on Facebook, going to start giving a little bit more posting. Telling you where I'm at in life. What I'm doing. Just the ins and outs, you know. Somebody told me to do that. And I'm like, okay, we'll do it. So that's what I'm doing. So I'm pacing the show. And anybody else just wants to kind of click and follow, share that baby out. I Hey, Kevin, thank you for letting me know. Hey, hey, happy Monday. I don't know who you are either, but hey, hey. Um, yes, don't ask me why, but so often it only says Facebook user, and I don't like that. So, again, you can start following me a little bit more on Diet Renee. I'm also thinking about doing another public page. Yes. Why? Because my other one that you'll see on Facebook, the Diet Renee um, psychic medium, I haven't been able to get into since, hey, Deidre, since uh, February. February. You'll see the last post was in February. I've been kicked out of it. They won't let me get into it. They won't take it off. So I think it's going to force me into making a different page, and that's okay. Because we got new and approved stuff, guys. Guess what's happening? I am rebranding. I am rebranding. And it all came to light this last week. Oh, my God. Good morning. Um, oh, hey, thank you, Lori. It's Courtney. Thank you, dear. Um, so I'm rebranding. Can you believe it? I'm rebranding. And it blew me away. It blew me away. I knew we had a lot of talk about it. Um, I had talked to Todd about it. I had not decided for sure. I knew he was kind of doing it. I hadn't seen it. 
I have a new website, guys. I have a new website. And I put it in the link. It's www.diet.us. Diet.us. Um, it's the idea that it's me and spirit and your guides and everybody coming together. So it's diet.us. That is my new website. It's coming with a new email. So with that is going to come new social media pages. So we're doing a whole new rebranding, re simplifying it, and just kind of incorporating other people into it. So, and tons of spirit messages, and this is exactly where I needed to be, what's happening. So just a ton of things, you know, so much has happened over this last seven days. Oh my God, guys, my head is still just swirling. Um, and I'm not going to, I'm just going to tell you exciting things are happening. Exciting things are going to be there in the future. Um, not going to talk about it all until everything's like written in stone and, and off and, and going, but there's that. Okay. So let's talk about whatever we're supposed to talk about today. Bring it in, in Neil's book. Cause I love this book. Um, let's open a page. Woo. Show the page. I have no clue what it says yet. It says, enjoy everything, need nothing. Why isn't that the damn truth? <laughs> Essential truth. Is there such a thing as too much of something? The answer is no. Of course not. But there is such a thing as too much of a need for something. In our personal relationships, needing someone is the fastest way to kill the relationship. So feel unneeded instead. For the greatest gift you can give someone is the strength and the power not to need you, to need you for nothing. And so, so, so God suggests this, enjoy everything and need nothing. Wow. That to me is like, you have to put thought into that, don't you? I mean, as simple as that is, you just have to put some thought into that, don't you? But I like that because I will tell you what, that tends to be, that's really Gosh, the key to manifestation, isn't it? That's the key to bringing more to you. That's the key to making life happen, is needing nothing. Okay? I had a reading yesterday, and I'll tell you what, I wasn't very impressive. I'm not going to say what was what. Probably the least impressive readings I've ever had in my life. Okay? But the one thing... The one thing I was able to take away from it. And hey, May. Oh my gosh, you're looking amazing too, darling. The one thing, probably the only thing I could take away from it because I had to feed the medium everything, everything before she got anything. I'm like, oh my God. But anyway, um, the only thing I could really take away that was very much um, from her or spirit was don't worry about the money. And I kind of looked at her and I'm like, oh, I got to worry about the money. It's a lot of money. And she went, no, stop wanting the money. Stop needing the money. Trust the money's going to be there. And honestly, after sitting down over 20 minutes, I walked away. And that is still the only thing I remember from yesterday, other than it was really a junk reading. And um, I just sat there and I went, you know what? That makes sense. And then it's backed up with this. Because somehow the money is always going to be there. Always. Or the way to make it happen is going to be there. And let's expand this beyond money. Let's expand this to opportunities. Let's expand this to um, people in your life. Let's expand this to 
people coming back to your life. Let's expand this to situations. Let's expand this into houses. Everything in your life you could possibly want and or need in your life. Health, wealth, relationships, all of it. When you sit here, I mean, how many of you sat here and said, I just want the money. I need the money. I need the money. I need the money. I need the money. Oh gosh. Why don't, why doesn't that person just talk to me again? Why don't they come back into my life? Why don't they talk to me? Why, why can't they just see my way? Why can't they you see what I'm getting to? When we put our place self in that place, it never happens. It's kind of like waiting and watching water to boil because a watch pot never boils. I know it makes no sense, right? Because eventually that shit's going to get hot and it's going to boil. But you feel like it's never going to because it's something you want so badly that you can't get your mind. Good morning, Miss Teresa. You can never get your mind off of it. And when you can't get your mind off of something, boom, it never happens. Or it takes a hell of a lot longer to happen. <clears throat> So what are different ways of doing this? What are different ways of doing this? And I know none of this makes sense, guy. I know it. None of it makes sense, does it? In the golden rule of manifestation, none of this crap makes sense, right? That's why when they had the secret, there was no secret. Seriously, there was no secret in the secret because really it's all in your face, okay? And I'm going to tell you, <clears throat> I always go back to Mike Dooley, don't I? Gosh, I, every time I try to talk, <clears throat> things that I got to pay attention to my throat. You're going to notice when I, when things that I needed to pay attention to that I'm not paying attention to. And I try to speak about it. I'll sit there and have to clear my throat, clear my throat because my throat chakra is going, no, no, I don't want to speak the truth. I don't want to believe the truth. <clears throat> and so this is me going, yep, this is stuff I have to pay attention to. But, you know, I like to go in and I like to like, look at Mike Dooley. You guys know I've talked about him a lot. So, um, go ahead and get dressed. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to do this off camera, guys. Um, little one wants to get dressed. Okay, kneel down. Kneel down. You guys can't see this. Get on your knees. Get on your knees. We're going to dress her while, while we're doing this. Get on your knees. I'm on my knees. You're on your knees. You're not on your knees. Um, her mom's here. She just, for some reason, says, Nani, can you do this for me instead? But in the words of Neil Diamond Walsh, good thing everybody loves the Addie. You know that? Everybody's going, there's Miss Addie. Say hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. Say, sorry, I have plans today, and Nani didn't quite get me ready beforehand. There you go. Can you go brush your hair? Perfect. Gosh, she's so beautiful. Okay, so, um, Mike Dooley. Okay. Oh, oh, she wants to show you what she got. It's a dog cage, guys. It's a, do it's a dog bag carrier. She kept having these wonderful little dog bags, or little dog carriers. She's got all of her little puppies in here. All these little puppies. Oh my god, and owlies and squishables and everything. They kept breaking. So because they're really cheap plastic. So yesterday I was like, I'm done. I went out and got her an animal carrier. That is in Walmart. If you want, so that if you, she can't brush it. Okay. I see you later. Love you bye. You Go brush your hair, please. Um so when you talk about I know Nanny needs to pull a card. She won't be here to do that today, Miss Lori. But you know what? Maybe we'll do a live and she can do it then. Okay, Dawson needs to show you his ribbit. Come on, Dawson. Show everybody your ribbit. Ribbit, ribbit. Ribbit. Show ribbit. Perfect. Okay. Go get dressed. Love you. Goodbye. Ribbit, ribbit. Goodbye.
You just showed him. You just showed him. Yep, that's froggy, huh? You just show him that. Okay, they see that. Okay, goodbye. Go get ready. <laughs> okay. So with Mike Dooley, okay, we all know I love Neil. I mean, I wish my hair looked that good when I woke up. I know, I know. <clears throat> it's crazy. So I'm going to tell you, you know, because The Secret is really kind of an old, old thing now. It's an old book, an old movie, an old whatever. It's been forever ago. And I mean, gosh, it's got to be 20 years or better, you know. And a lot of good information was in there, but nobody really made sense in it. Okay, nobody made sense in it. So I'm going to tell you, I my my greatest place to make this stuff happen, like what Neil just said, make happen, is really following Mike Dooley. I followed him for years. And if I ever, I, and I will tell you, even though I followed him and I did some of his practices, it wasn't really until lately that I've actually been doing the practices. Crazy, huh? Because I think the secret to everything of manifestation isn't having the verbiage and having all of that. It's to have the belief in here that this can be done. So in the words of Mike Julie, how to make this happen, but to have it make it happen in 10-second increments. And it really is 10 seconds. Why? Because if you want for something so badly that you're putting more than 10 seconds into it, it becomes a need. And it becomes a, I want, I want, I want, I want, I want. And you're trying to make it come to you. And everybody knows. If you want, you just keep wanting. You never get. So how do you make this happen? How do you make stuff come to you? How do you make money come to you? How do you make things come to you? Okay? I'm going to tell you 10-second increments. In 10 seconds, you can put a lot of details into something. Last week, oh, actually, it's about a week and a half ago, I said to myself, I want a bigger platform. No. Oh, I need to fix it. I am here with the um, broken cage that keeps breaking. Love you. I got the broken cage with me. Okay. Love you. Give me a kiss. Yeah, you're a natural. Give me a kiss. Love you. Goodbye. Thank you. Thank you. Those are special kisses because she doesn't do it anymore. <clears throat> so 10-second increments. And what I mean by that is, okay, so like a few weeks ago, I literally went, I want a bigger platform. I didn't, in my mind, say what that was going to look like. I just went, I want a bigger platform. In my head, it's, I, and, and I'm not going to say how it's going to happen because that's not part of, making something come to you. You're going to make it simple. For me, I want to reach more people. I want to um, expose myself. I want to be in places where maybe people wouldn't normally find me so I can help more people. Because there's nothing more glorifying to me than when somebody comes up here and says, you know what, you did a reading for me and that reading changed my life. And I'm looking at them and I don't even remember and I always feel bad about that, but it's really not my place to remember. It's not my place to have any control over that. It's my, my place is to be able to deliver a message. Well, for me to be able to help more people, I said I need a bigger platform. That's simple. I don't want it. I don't need it. Just put it out there. 
in the course of a week and a half from the time of saying that, a lot of different opportunities have come to me, have showed themselves to me. And not one of them, since they have showed up, have I went, oh my God, I want this, I want this, I want this, because I'm not going to do that. Why? Because the minute I start saying that, they're going to scoot away. I'm not going to have control, and they're going to walk away. Why? Because when you want something too much, it doesn't come to you. You drive it away. You drive it away. I mean, everybody's been in that relationship when they were a kid. It went, oh, I just love you. I want you. I need every moment with you. And I'm going to call you and text you. And oh, my, I'm just never going to leave your side. And what does that person do? They pull the heck away from you because, oh, my God, you're driving them bad. <clears throat> and it's that way with everything. It's that way with everything. So what you do is 10-second increments. You literally go, I want a bigger platform. Let it go. Let the universe do whatever it's going to do with it. And allow it to come back to you like a boomerang in whatever way it's going to. Don't try to control it. Don't try to make it happen your way. It doesn't happen your way anyway. It might be better. They're going to strip some things away, pull some things here, and something else better is going to come back to you. You're just going to have to rewrap your mind around what it was they put in front of you. That's it. So if you want a different place to live, you know, put it up there. I want to move. Let it come back. Later in the day, later in the week, later in the month, and you, you see a house that you like. Literally put out there, I like to move into a house like this. Let it go. It'll come back. Or something better. Mm. Yeah, I want a big kitchen. Put it out. Let it come back. Ten seconds, guys. But you don't do it over and over again in the same moment, in the same day, same hour. <clears throat> it's as you go. You know, guys, I found the perfect house for me in New York in January. Oh, my gosh. I fell in love with this. Almost every single aspect of this I fell in love with. I mean, there's a few things that would change about it. That can happen later. And I went, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to buy a house. I told the universe that. And slowly but surely, different things have popped in. I've shoved out and shoved back. Now, when it's time for me, when that time comes together, that perfect place is going to be there with the money, the opportunity, the timing, and it's all going to happen beautifully. But I'm not going to try to control it. Because I'll tell you what, what if the perfect house didn't come back? What if every little last thing I wanted didn't come back? It's okay. Do I have good bones in it? That matters. Do I have things like the staircase I really wanted in? Okay. Do I have the big dining room I want? Okay. Do I have the upstairs, downstairs? Yep. Do I have some of the main structures there? Yes. Can I change things? Yeah. And at that point, will the universe, will God bring to me ways to do it? Yes.
without a shadow of a doubt. Yes. Because that's how that happens. That's how that happens. Okay? When you want something too much, it dissipates. It goes away. I know on this reading show that I do here, me and Mike do here, so often I get, so often I get that question, I really want a job, I need a job, I don't know what I'm going to do. I want to change jobs. And it never ceases to amaze me how the information comes through or the cards come through to say, guess what? It's there. It's around the corner. Allow it to come to you. It's going to happen. So I want you guys to take a moment this week and think about what is it that you would like to have in your life? Throw it out there and let it go. Don't try to drive it away by too much wanting. Put your heart into it. Put your love into it. Put your feeling into it. Allow it to go out. And then see what boomerangs back boomerangs back at you. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be amazing. Okay. Well, that being said, we're going to take a quick break, guys. And when we come back, we have Tim here. And Tim is going to talk about his story and photographs and everything that he does. This is Jan here at School Through Spirit with WLTKDB.com. See you in a few. unbiased and uncensored paranormal and spiritual talk at WLTKDB.com we offer several talk shows ranging from self-care to hauntings and everything in between find the shows and hosts on our website at WLTKDB.com you can watch them live or catch up on your latest favorites while you're there be sure to check out the store and pick up some of the latest station swag did you know we had a station blog or that you can host your own show? It's all online at WLTKDB.com. Looking to advertise? Check out our competitive pricing and let's get you noticed. WLTK Talk Radio has something for everyone. So be sure to stop by and say hello at WLTKDB.com. Hey everybody, this is Jad, and I'm with School Through School WLTKDB.com. This morning I have Tim with me. Tim is the founder of the Fox Cities Paranormal Team. He's also um, works with Potographs for Pooches, which is events that really are hosted all over um, to raise funds, raise funds for dogs and shelters. And I'd love to bring in Tim. Hi. Hey there. Can you hear me? <laughs> I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can hear you. The okay. video is a little slow, but I'm okay with that. I was like, you were like froze, and I'm like, is he there? He is here. He is here. Hey, Jim. Hey, how I you doing? I looked on Facebook. I didn't realize how close you lived to me. I'm like blown away. Yeah, we're practically neighbors. I know. <laughs> I didn't even realize that. I'm like, wow, wow, that's that's close. So, 
But Tim, who are you? How'd you get into this work? Oh man. Big questions. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, First of all, thanks for having me on. Um, I have gotten a new work schedule and I don't get to do these very often. So this was kind of exciting for me. Um, And most, most shows are at nighttime, not morning. So, so uh, who I am uh, is a guy that got into the paranormal field. Oh geez. 15 and a half years ago now. And uh, because of the house I'm in, I still live here, had some things happening uh, in my home and, and couldn't explain them. And I guess long story short, as I tried to find a team uh, to come in here and, and talk with me and explain the things, but I was not worth their time. So uh, I did my own research and uh, eventually started my own team. And uh, that's the reason that uh, you see us doing so many residential cases, because I don't want people to think uh, that they're not worth my time. So that's how that all started. I love that. Um, it gave me Fox the platform. Fox Valley is a big platform now. It's a big. It thing. is. It is. There's a. There's a lot of us running around now. <laughs> um, you give it three months, and there'll be more. Um, <laughs> October hits, and and uh, we've got teams that put together for about two months, and then they're gone. But, um. So we started doing residential cases and got, uh, you know, the holy grail of cases two years in, um, ended up being on Paranormal Witness, and it got me a lot of attention. Mm -hmm. And that attention brought opportunities to speak at events. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, that 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 uh, attention and those events eventually led to uh, the success that uh, Podagras Rapuches is today. But um I guess my real story is uh, my depression battle and my uh, my uh, suicide attempt in 2007, and that all goes back to uh, to Murray and uh, why we do photographs. And like I said, I haven't done this in a while, so I might get more emotional than I normally do. But um, uh, 2006, I bought this home, mm-hmm. and under some circumstances that left me in a very dark place. Um, I wasn't supposed to be here by myself, but it turned into me being here by myself and, uh, moved into this house. And within a week or two, I had footsteps and voices and loud bangs on the walls. And, and I was a 31 year old man at the time and, and really had never dealt with anything paranormal. It's just not anything that we ever talked about. So, um, dealing with all that brand new stuff, I still know, I still knew that I wanted to, uh, to get a dog. Uh, I've always wanted to have a dog and I finally had the opportunity to do so. So I, I looked online and found this dog that was about 45 minutes away from me in a shelter. And his story was that he was beaten badly and rescued from the home. And and uh, it resonated with me. The photo they had of him just pulled at my heart and I contacted them. And at first they didn't want to let me come and see him because uh, it was a man that had you know, abused him. And he, According to them, didn't like men. Um, but I, uh, I uh, famously told them I am no normal man. <laughs> and uh, eventually they let me come and see him. And they, uh, they put me in a room and had me sit on the floor. They opened up this door and there's this long line of kennels. And uh, they walked down about three quarters of the way and let this, this little yellow lab puppy pit bull mix out. And he went the wrong way. And uh, if you ever got to meet Murray. Uh, that was his thing. He never really did anything right the first time. He was a lot like me. Um, 
But uh, they turned him around, and this little puppy that shouldn't have wanted anything to do with me uh, came running and jumped into my arms. Oh. And it was, uh, you know, it sounds weird to say it about a dog, but it was love at first sight. And uh, he was uh, his mm. friend. Um, they made me. Uh, they made me wait about two weeks. It was, <laughs> it was excruciating actually. Um, yeah, worrying whether or not they were going to let me adopt him. And and when I finally did get the the call that I could come and get him, I will not ever forget the ride home. Uh, he uh, he went from window to window in the car on the forty five minute drive home, and he was so happy. That the joy in his face was incredible. And uh, if anybody knows me, they know I'm a crier. So I, I cried the entire way home. Um, I got tears I, in my in the corners of my eyes. I'm like, why am I got tears in my eyes? But, uh, he was uh, he was amazing, and we were close from the beginning. But you know, like I said, I was dealing with some stuff, and the depression really was kicking my butt, <laughs> for lack of a better term, because it's it's morning. Uh, so we want to keep the, the language good. Yeah. Um, but uh, I was dealing with a lot of stuff. It was really heavy. And at that time, men didn't really talk about their feelings, you know, just a short time ago. Um, yeah. A lot still don't. Um, so I, I didn't really open up to anybody. And I was kind of dealing with it on my own. And uh, it was early 2007. I don't remember the date uh, mm -hmm. exactly. I think that's me protecting myself. Um, but I had a night where I sat in my, my bathroom with, uh, with the biggest knife I had in the house. And I went through family and friends one by one and just came up with an excuse and a reason why they'd be better off if I wasn't here. Um, when you get to that point, there's no rational thought in your mind. And, uh, I just remember being at that point and feeling something on my arm and looking down and it was Murray. Wow. And he had rested his head on my arm. And and uh, I crumpled to the floor. It snapped me out of it. I just held him. And uh, I don't know how long we were on the floor. I usually say we were laying there hugging each other for an hour. But if I'm being completely honest, I have no idea. Uh, time just kind of stood still. Um, so I need to cry before Tim, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I firmly believe that if he had not walked into that room, I wouldn't be here today. Yeah. And, uh, you know, for that reason, you know, the last 16 years, all the things that we've accomplished uh, would not have happened. Uh, the people that I met would not have happened. Right. Um, I hear a lot from people that are like, you have such an amazing life and you get to do all these things. And I do. I I realize how, how lucky I am. I'm very grateful for all those opportunities. Um, but it doesn't take away, you know, what your brain tries to tell you. And uh, I know you saw the uh, the post I made earlier today. It was a rough weekend. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's uh, it's still there. Um, I lived every day while Murray was, was still alive. I lived it for him. Uh, every day I would lift up his ear and, and whisper into his ear, thank you. And, uh, you know, uh, with the potograph stuff, I'm still living every day for him. Yeah. I made, I made him a promise, and I'll get to that in a second. But uh, we, uh, like I said, we, we were on Paranormal Witness. We started to get a lot of opportunities, a lot of attention. Right. And uh, I started doing events, and there was this table that they give you, and I had nothing to do with it. And I was okay with it, but I thought, hey, there should be something that we can we can make out of this. 
Um, so the the idea for Potagrass for Pooches was was really simple. I just had photos of Murray and I taken, and uh, we got a stamp of his paw made, and uh, that's still right here. Oh, I love that. Um, and he would stamp. He would potograph the photos. That's where the the potograph comes from. And then I would personalize them, and we sell them for ten dollars a piece at events. And the first event we did, we raised ten dollars. Um, so very humble beginnings. And I still keep asking Katie Kentner to this day, if I can have that picture back, but, because uh, <laughs> she was the one that bought it at the, the first event, but she's like, Nope. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the idea was small in the beginning. There were no expectations. Uh, I would get to go to events. And I, I think the first time we had a hundred dollars is a Winnipeg Paracon in Canada. Wow. Uh, and then the little Traverse Bay Parafest in Petoskey, Michigan, really got behind it. And I think we raised $250 there. And I was over the moon. Yeah. Because I didn't have any expectations. And then my good buddy, John Cassidy, uh, who runs Little Traverse Bay Parafest, pulled me aside and he said, uh, What if we did an event just for the shelters? And I said, I don't know if you and I can sell an event, John. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and we did. We, cat. <laughs> we, we sold 56 tickets to that event. And we raised seven hundred fifteen dollars, and honestly, that was one of the greatest days of my life. You know, I I didn't know if it was ever going to get any better than that. And uh, then we started really pushing forward with photographs. I I came I came out. I guess um, I became more vocal about my struggles with depression, uh, which is which is a very difficult thing to do. Honestly, it, it makes you very vulnerable. And a lot of people think they know you a lot better than they do. Yeah. Um, but we started telling Murray's story and I always, I always say it's Murray's story because if he wasn't there, there'd be no story. Right. Um, so I'm just the human that gets to tell his story. And so uh, it really resonated with people and, and folks that struggle with, with depression and mental health, they would come to me at these events and they'd say, Hey, thank you for talking about something that nobody wants to talk about. Uh, I've met some wonderful, wonderful people. Um, continued to get a lot of opportunities um, at Paracons. Uh, we started doing more and more of the Potographs exclusive events. Right. And right before COVID hit, I, I think our, our last event before COVID was like $7,500. Event. And uh, I was like, this is great. We're finally gaining traction. And then COVID hit. <laughs> um, and uh, for about a year, we had to shut things down. And we were one of the first events to come back. And at that event, we raised $13,000 Incredible. in a pandemic. And uh, to this day, uh, it's been 10 years. We started this in April of 2013. And in 10 years, we've raised just over $114,000 for shelters around the country. And I always like to tell people that, uh, you know, Murray's legacy is set. You know, that was the whole reason we started this. And uh, unfortunately in 2019, Murray passed away. Um, most heartbreaking day of my life, if I'm being honest, because uh, there was a lot of people that were worried about me, you know, mm -hmm. what happens to you now, because they knew the story so well. Um, I wondered what happened to me. Um, my dad passed when I was very young and, uh, I always used to tell Maria's like, you know, when you get there, you got to make sure you find grandpa, you know, cause I can't handle the thought of you being alone. And, uh, it happened very fast the day he passed. 
And as I was taking him to the vet, I kept reminding him, like, you got to let me know that you're okay. Um, you got to let me know, otherwise I'm coming to get you. And uh, I think everybody knows what that means. I don't have to put that <laughs> in. But uh, I, I had a bunch of friends come over, family, um, just to kind of watch over me that night because uh, they were worried. And uh, I appreciate everybody's turn. Right. Um, we sat and watched uh, the Packers played the Lions on Monday Night Football. <laughs> and we all watched it. And it was like for three hours, everything was okay. And then everybody went home. And it was the most miserable night of my life. Right. Um, but I had that promise to Murray. And the next morning I woke up and I had uh, I had five messages from five very respected mediums that I know. And every message started with the same sentence. Murray says it's important that you know he's okay. That's beautiful. So, uh, uh, yeah, it's been a while since I told you. Dry eye in the house. <laughs> but, uh, um, you know, it just started with Murray needs, to know, needs you to know that he's okay. It's important. And uh, I kept my promise to my boy. Yeah, and I promised to my boy was you let me know you're okay and I'm not going to hurt myself. Yeah, and uh, so here I am. Yeah, and I'm uh, pushing forward for him. Uh, everything I do is still for him. Uh, he was, he had the largest personality that I'd ever seen in a dog, and just his facial expressions, uh, his constant smile, and uh, there are so many folks that have heard this story and gone out and, and rescued a dog. Um, there's so many shelters that we have worked with that now know his, his uh, story and the legacy that he has left behind. And, and uh, I just, uh, I'm so very, very grateful for everything that we've been able to do. And I always say that, uh, you know, people complain all the time about the paranormal field and how awful it is and all the drama um, the paranormal field has given me far more than I could ever give it in return. Um, it's an incredible field and people don't realize that community. Uh, it has given me the platform to do this, uh, to run these events and to have the success that we had and uh, continue to have. But uh, it's a little bittersweet because it really didn't take off until Murray passed, uh, which is unfortunate. But uh, he has a bigger hand in it now than he had before. Hey, he's uh I'm the puppet. He's up there pulling the strings. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's uh you know he still sends me messages. You know yeah. randomly I'll still get messages from from people within the field and uh, and uh, I know it's from him because I know that you know there are certain things that just that are just unquestionably him. Right. And uh, you know it's it's uh it's amazing and and we've been able to do some amazing things, but. Uh, you know, people get people get frustrated with me because I always tell them I'm like I don't want any of the credit because, uh, you know, like you said, he's up there and he's still pulling the strings. Yeah. And this is uh, this is all him. You know, in the beginning, nobody was buying a picture of me. They were buying that picture because it had a dog on it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, I just happened to be there. But uh, you know, like I, I I just happened to be the guy that gets to tell his story, and uh, I'll keep telling that story until people get. Till people get sick of it. I don't think anybody's going to get sick of it, Joe. 
I really don't. Even my producer's like, I'm bawling back here. (laughs) I think my eyes are raw. You know, I've I've been doing this for over three years and nobody's brought tears to my eyes yet to where I want to just cry, you know, because that story is very touching. And I think that story, so many people can relate. You know, so many people can relate to it. There was a, there's one lady that really stands out. I mean, I've had a lot of people that have told me their story at events, but uh, the first one is always the one that you remember the most. And I was doing an event just outside of Detroit, and it was the biggest crowd that I had ever spoken in front of. And mm-hmm. at that time, it was about 200 people. So for me, that was a big deal. Um, if I'm being honest, still still a big deal. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I remember getting done with my my presentation, my lecture, and answering a few questions. And the room was kind of emptying out and I got back to my room or I got back to my table and there was a line outside the, outside the door waiting to talk to me. And that terrified me. (laughs) Um, I, I'm not like, I, I could talk about the paranormal and I could talk about Murray and I could talk about all those things until I'm blue in the face in front of a crowd. Um, but I really get nervous doing any kind of a public engagement. Right. Uh, so it's good that I, the material is, is uh, something that uh, I, I could speak about and freely and, and not have to really worry about it and think about it. Um, but when I got back to my table, there was a, there was a lady there and she was probably in her seventies and she had three adults with her and she introduced herself and she said, these are my three children. And my daughter passed away years ago and I had her cat and her cat just passed away and I feel like I lost the very last connection to her. And so she related in the fact that this cat had saved her because it was still a piece of her daughter and she didn't know how she was going to keep going. And I just came around the table and just hugged her. I mean, what else can you do? There's nothing that I can say that's going to take away that pain, but, uh, you know, there's just once in a, in a long line of, of people that have been affected by the story. And, and uh, you know, he asked me in the beginning of the show, you know, who are you? And I'm still that guy that when I look in the mirror and I'm shaving and I'm brushing my teeth, you know, I, I'm, I still look in the mirror and go, I can't believe all these people like me because I'm, you know, I, you know, up until 15 minutes before the show, I was sitting on the couch with my, with just shorts on watching TV with my dogs. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'll, I'll still maintain that I'm nothing special, but, <laughs> but, uh, uh, it's, it's just amazing what, what we're able to do in Murray's name. And, you know, now we've got a, I've got Ray here. I've got Daisy here. I've had, uh, we lost Molly uh, a couple of years ago and got her at an event. Wow. Uh, did an event for senior dogs, okay. senior hospice center in Michigan. Right. And they brought her along as a, as an ambassador for the, for the shelter. She was about 10 years old at the time. She had heartworm and, you know, she was going through, well, she would go through the treatments. Um, They didn't know she had a heartworm at the time, but uh, they brought her to the event as an ambassador. And I was, I was sharing chicken nachos with her. (laughs) And uh, the lady who runs the shelter came over to me and she said, you know, you can take her home. Wow. And uh, we gave her a great home for three years. That's awesome. And she was a sweetheart an absolute sweetheart she was best friend for murray and and uh added years of years to his life uh, and made it special for him so a lot of great things have happened 
And I feel like I gave you like a 40 minute answer to a, to a I, one question. <laughs> because, you know, the whole time you're talking, I don't know if there's, and I, I think, you know, but I, I can't say names. I will remind you of it afterwards, but I have a dear friend of mine that reached out to me a while ago. And I know, you know, him because he's been at your events and he went, yeah, somebody really needs an emotional support puppy because their depression is so incredibly awful. What can we do? And I believe that puppy is going to be delivered today. I, I'd seen that. I, uh, I know, know what I'm talking about. Yep. And um, I believe the puppy's being delivered today. Is I believe today or tomorrow. I believe it's today, though. So I, I listened to your story, and I know he got that idea from you. You know, he he called me up, he messaged me, and I'm like, well, let's do this. I've never done this before. Let's do this. You know what I mean? Yeah. And to me, it was an inspiration of what you do. It was, it really came from you to go, we can do something to make a difference on a smaller scale, because look at what Tim's doing on this huge scale. Can we make a difference in one person's life then? You know, that was the depression, you know? Yeah. And I, I, I met that person at uh, an event in New York. Yeah. If I, if I say the name of the place, you're probably going to know who I'm talking about. I know exactly ah, where. Um, they find she finds out about everything else yeah. after the puppy gets delivered. <laughs> yeah. And uh so uh I had uh, I had Rob at an event in Michigan um, yeah. this past March and yeah. we all got to tour the uh the shelter that we were donating to that weekend. And it was just it was nice to get there with the speakers and for them to see where the money was going. Yeah and why we were doing what we were doing and and uh that was for uh the Humane Society of Huron Valley. Uh, in Ann Arbor, Michigan, and we're doing another event for them next year. And they're wonderful, wonderful people, and we're very, very happy to to be working with them. But it's uh, it's pretty special when you hear stories like that, and yeah. to, to think that you might have had you know a small a small part in that. But I think you had a large part in it. I really do. You know, yeah. for somebody yeah. to the story touches people. The story goes, you know what? Something so small. Can make such a huge difference in somebody's life yeah you know what i mean and then when you bring a community together to make it happen it gets bigger doesn't it yeah it gets huge you know there are there are so many people in this field that have uh wrapped their arms around potographs mm -hmm. and have not let it failed yeah or not let it fail i know english uh, <laughs> i swear but, up english every day yeah, <laughs> it uh it was difficult in the beginning right you know, there were there were a lot of shelters we dealt with in the beginning that didn't want anything to do with us because it was a paranormal event. Mm -hmm. um, so that was a hurdle we had to get past. Right. Um, there's been events along the way that we've had to cancel because we didn't have any ticket sales. Wow. Um, you know, just one this year. Uh, we were supposed to do an event in May in, in Iowa and uh, sold four tickets for an event that had a budget at about $4,000. So. <sighs> Uh, you start throwing the numbers together and, you know, it doesn't make any sense. But right. uh, so there's been plenty of failures along the way and you learn from them, hopefully. Right. Uh, and we stick to the places that uh, have been real good to us and supported us. And mm -hmm. a lot of people think I live in Michigan. Uh, I thought you did. <laughs> because the state of Michigan, has been, the state of Michigan has been so wonderful to me. Clearly, uh, when I sent you an email or. And, and you know, Eastern time in case you're yeah. here. <laughs> no, I, uh, I'm in Oshkosh. Right. Um, I'm tucked away here. And in another week, our, our entire lives are turned upside down because EAA is in town. 
Oh boy. And uh, it gets loud yeah. for about seven days. But uh, I've, I've, I've been to Oshkosh plenty of times except for that week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You don't want to be here that week. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's incredible. You know, Wisconsin. We do one event here in Wisconsin a year, and that's about all Wisconsin can support because for Wisconsin, a lot of times the paranormal is just too much. <laughs> I, have, I have found that, trust me. You know, I mean, I have been embraced by the paranormal community and I love the paranormal community, but I find that Wisconsin does not always, Yeah. you know. So uh, we do what we can here. We work with a good, good group of people here too, but um, I always tell people my heart is in Michigan. I do, geez, I'm doing four events in Michigan this year. Right. Uh, you- one of them well, then it's a Podograts exclusive event, and the others are Michigan Paracon, Little Traverse Bay Parafest, and Old Old Dun- Old Mill Paracon, mm-hmm. yeah. Old Mill Parafest. So, uh, you know, a lot of great people there. You know, I should probably give a shout out to Brad Blair, Tim Ellis, John Cassidy, and Tim Rian for having me at their events. I appreciate that. Right. But uh, yeah, so Michigan really uh, really supports everything we do, and I'm really grateful for that. Um, this doesn't have anything to do with either one of my previous statements, but Dan Class has been fantastic. He's given me Hinsdale House yes. uh, a couple times for events. We're doing one in 2024 yet. Um, Are you? Oh we my have God. not. We have not announced it yet. Uh, but that rumor has it. Excuse to finally get there. <laughs> yeah, it. Uh, rumor has it it's next July. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I can't. Uh, I can't remember the date. If I could remember the date, I would just say, "Hey, yeah, we're going to be there this weekend." Right. But uh, it's about a year out. Yeah. And I want I want to say it's like uh, uh I'll be wrong. <laughs> if okay. I try to guess I'll be wrong. And, as soon as we and figure that, it out, we can announce it to everybody because yeah, it's, it's be. uh well it's July 12th and 13th. I just looked it up. There we go. Oh, love it. So July 12th and 13th we'll be at the Hinsdale House next year. Yeah. Uh, and Dan is he's a huge supporter of so much that you know, so much. He yeah. really and is. Dan's a very good friend. He's a he's appeared, he appeared at Podographs Parafest four last year in Ann Arbor. Yeah. Uh, the event that we raised eleven thousand dollars at in the middle of a blizzard. Uh, we got sixteen inches of snow the night before. Wow! And like the entire the entire city was shut down. Mm-hmm. Um, they were under a state of emergency. Uh, Dustin Perry landed in Milwaukee, and rented a car and drove to Ann Arbor in a blizzard to be at Potographs. Um. One of my best friends in the world. And today is his mom's funeral. Yeah, I know. And I want to just, I know he's not going to see this because he's got more important things today, but uh, I could not love a friend more than I love him. My he's, heart goes uh, out to him because, yeah, I couldn't, I follow him, but obviously he hasn't connected to say, yeah, I want to be your friend because he doesn't know who the hell I am. So I wasn't able to post anything, but my heart just totally went out to him. So, yeah, and, and, in the middle of it, he kept doing events. Yeah, and just uh, he hasn't quit. It, it's his it's his private information, so I'm not going to give a give away any no. any details. But um, I was on the phone with him the other day, and and just out of the blue, he's like, "Yeah, my mom passed two year, two days ago. It's been it's been really difficult." Yeah, and I'm like, "How are you?" Yeah, because he he's he's one of those people that takes care of everybody else. Um, you see the stuff on on social media. He's, he's the most genuine person I've ever met in my life. Um, so, uh, you know, for those that are out there that know Dustin, send him a message, let him know how much you love him and that, uh, we all care about him. But, uh, today's a rough day for him. In prayer. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I couldn't imagine going through that. So I was I was glad you brought that up because I was I wanted to do a shout out today, but I was like, how do you do this? You yeah. know. So um, I, the easiest way for me is just to tell everybody, you know, what links he went to to get to that event. Yeah. And uh just uh incredible, incredible person. Uh we had John Zaffis at the event last year. Yeah. I'm uh I'm a very lucky guy in the fact that I met John pretty early. Did in, you in the paranormal stuff? And for some reason, he liked me, and he's been a good friend since. And uh, I love that grouchy old man. <laughs> um, but uh, his his flight was delayed like three times because of the blizzard, and then they canceled it, and he flew out that morning and got to the event like an hour late. We made, um, made it. And uh, just the fact that he went through that trouble to get there um, was pretty special. And, you know, raising, you know, $1,000 – you know, in the middle of a blizzard. Um, it was a good weekend. It was a really good weekend. And and just being able to uh, connect with new new folks and share the story and, you know, get them to understand that uh, it's not just a picture of me and a dog. There's a story behind it. And the story is what makes it special. And I love that. And I love the fact that you just, you know, you have, you have tipped the hats to so many people, you know, famous yeah, and not famous. Yeah, this this does not happen <laughs> with just me. Um, that's that's why I have such a hard time taking you know credit for anything. You know, first and foremost, it's Murray, right? Uh, and then it's all the amazing folks within the paranormal that have just said, "No, we're not going to let this fail." And that's what's beautiful, you know. And and that's the part that for my I love every part of what you've said, you know. Um, and I I guess I want to bring this up because, you know, like you said, you know, the paranormal has gotten a bad rap. You know, and lately, all you hear is people saying the drama, but they don't see all the beautiful stuff that happens underneath. They don't see the community and they don't see things that you have developed in that community. Because if it wasn't for like you start Fox Valley years ago, you know, or people starting, you know, um, different, you know, different clubs or different teams, you know, this community is family. Yeah, it really is family. I, when Whenever I see those posts about, oh, there's so much drama in there. The first thing I want to comment, but I don't because it'll just get me in hot water, yeah. um, is like you need to change your friends. Yeah. Like you're hanging around with the wrong folks. Right. You know, yeah. I, I don't see half of that stuff because I just, well, first of all, I don't put up with it. You know, right. <laughs> if, that, if that stuff comes across my my page, then it's like, okay, well, we'll just wish them well and, and, and go along our way. But um, when when I first started the paranormal team, in uh, 2008, um, two people that I really need to, to mention are Tony Macario and Todd Arnold. Okay. And nobody knows. Well, people know who Todd is now because he does a lot of things with me. Uh, but for the most part, those two people don't know them. And they were the original founders of Fox City's Paranormal Team with me. Mm -hmm. um, Tony was with the team for about two years and then quit the team to start a family. And he was in a band. And he and I have stayed so very close. We're like brothers. Um, he's actually going with me to Michigan Paracon this year um, because I want him to see what his hard work did. Because he never got to experience, you know, all the stuff that you know I'm able to do now uh, because mm -hmm. he helped me start this. So, um, you know, Todd has been doing this thing with me for 15 plus years, and wow. uh, just an amazing human being, one of my favorite people in the world. So, those two guys, even though they're not big names. Uh, they're they're very vital to everything that we've done. 
you're still, yeah, and that's just it is it's all vital. It's all vital, you know? Um, so I want to talk more about also, you know, Fox Valley Paracon or Paracon Paranormal. <laughs> I got a new Paracon for you, Tim. Yeah, no, <laughs> we, we tried that and I lost my butt. So, um, no. <laughs> no. Well, um, you have to buy a school and then you do the Paracon. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, uh, yeah. I, quick correction. We're, we're a Fox Cities paranormal team. Fox City, uh, sorry. They're the Fox, Fox Valley, Valley team. That, Valley Fox, I apologize. Yeah, they, they, they do their thing and I wish them well, but we just don't see eye to eye. Right. So, uh, um, right. Good for them. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, quick correction. Yeah, I just it used used to be I, I would get messages from t people that thought they were on my team. Oh, okay. Um, so that's that's how bad it was at one point, but it's not anymore. But uh, anyway, I'll let you ask your question now that I just interrupted you. So Fox City, um, what all you know? I know you do a lot of residential and things of that nature. My big question is because you hear a lot of this, especially with you know ones that quite don't quite know what they're doing. Um, walking into to residential and possibly making things worse than better when you walk in there. Yeah, um, we've done uh, 300 plus residential investigations. Wow, that's incredible. In, in 15 years. And uh, there were, uh, I, the way we did it, I don't recommend. Right. Uh, because when we started in 2008, our first case was a residential case. And uh, thankfully it was family. Um, but Still, even if even it being family, not knowing what we were doing mm -hmm. uh, at the time, we knew everything. You know, <laughs> Walk, walking in, you know, had a lot of bravado, and, and uh, you know, we're gonna go in and change the world. But uh, looking back on it, no, we didn't know what we were doing, and we very easily could have gone in there and made it much worse. And you know, thankfully, we didn't. Right. Um, but uh, trial and error. Not as much error as one would think. Right. Uh, I like to think we did pretty well, but uh, that was one of those things too. That you know, when we got into the paranormal field, uh, there were these connections that were available to us. Oh, wow. Then these network, these this network of friends that uh, we we really took advantage of, um, because it's not about us; it's about the client. Mm -hmm. And then later on, I would find out, okay, it's about the spirit too. Mm -hmm. uh, but that took me a while. It takes a while. <laughs> yeah. Um, but in, in the beginning, it's like, okay, well, I know these people. You know, can I contact them, get some advice? Because, you know, we're trying to do what we can for the client. At the end of the day, it sounds weird for a guy that travels around and does events, but I don't care about the recognition um, as long as the family's doing better. It doesn't mean we've gone in there and solved every paranormal problem. Right. It just means that they're more comfortable than they were before we got there existing better. So, um, yeah, so it was, uh, just that network of friends and learning. Um, I, I always tell my friends, I, I've never read a book for fun. Like I hate reading. <laughs> okay. I'm looking at you like what? <laughs> if, if I'm being honest, I, I really hate reading. I get it. <laughs> um, but, uh, like when I got into the paranormal field, I buried myself in books, you know, because I didn't want to, I didn't want to be in a situation that I didn't at least have a little bit of knowledge about. Right. Um, because for me, it's like, okay, well, I'm not helping them then. You know, it's it, that's another thing I get asked all the time. Do you get scared, you know, when you go into these buildings? Uh, we can't allow ourselves to. 
um, because these people have gotten to the point where they're going to let four or five strangers come into their home. Yeah. You know, they've gotten to that point. And if I go in there and I'm reacting, you know, in a manner that tells them that I'm not confident and that I'm afraid, then I'm not helping them at all. So I've never allowed myself to really, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I, I, I've never allowed myself to be afraid. Uh, have things, have things shocked me? Have things startled me? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but for the most part, uh, you know, we've, we've kept it together pretty good and don't let that show outwardly. So, um, you know, that stuff is important to me that, uh, you know, like I said earlier, the, the people that we go to help that after we leave, they feel like, you know, it was worth the time and that we helped a little bit and made them more comfortable. A lot of it is just fearing what we don't understand. Oh yeah. I and, like bingo on that one. And, uh, and having, having somebody come in and listen mm -hmm. and, uh, and actually listen, not to mock you, but to listen to, you know, explain things to you. And uh, we take that very seriously. Which to me is incredible because that's when you start to make differences and people who don't feel they're, you know, don't feel they're abnormal anymore. Yeah. <clears throat> you know. Yeah. There, there are folks that we, we helped. Jeez. Uh, I mean, the, the case that ended up on Paranormal Witness, we that started that case in 2010. Yeah. And finished up in 2012. That's how I met Scotty Rorick. Oh, really? Um, this is the first time we'd ever worked. We had ever worked together. And uh, I was doing a radio show for him on Z Talk. Okay. And somebody had told me he was a medium and I had no clue. Right. And so I called him and I'm like, hey, I've been working on this case for two years and we're kind of at a place where like we've got the entire puzzle put together, but we're missing two. It's like we bought the puzzle from Goodwill. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and he said, don't tell me anymore. Mm -hmm. And I gave him my address. It was the first time we ever met each other. And he came up and had dinner with us before the investigation. Mm -hmm. And after the investigation, we or after dinner, we sat in my living room because we had some time. Right. And that's, that's when he started giving me messages from my dad. Mm -hmm. And realizing that my dad was the spirit that I was dealing with in 2006. And it took until 2012 to get confirmation of that. Um, but yeah, I, Scotty went in there, put together the, the entire puzzle for us, found out that we work great as a team. Scotty. And we've probably worked on about a dozen cases together since then. Oh, wow. Um, Scotty's been a really good friend. Yeah. Um, I always joke with Scotty because he's, he's very flamboyant and he, he's got a big personality. Just call him Liberace. I do. Yeah. And when uh, when I'm doing events and he's not there, and I tell the story about uh, the event, the uh, the investigation was in Chilton. I don't know, I'm not sure if you know where Chilton is. But, yeah, I do. I've been there for an event. Um, so the the investigation that ended up on paranormal witness was was actually in Chilton. And we worked on that one for two years. And when I do a lecture and I talk about that case, you know, I always I always make a joke. I'm like, you know. Scotty's one of the best mediums I've ever met in my life. And if you don't believe him, just don't believe me. Just ask him. Just ask him. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and a lot of people will look at me like, well, that's kind of a dick thing to say. And it's like, no, you don't understand. I say that in front of Scotty. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, no. And I'll tell you, if Scotty gives you a seal of approval. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I've been working. I've known Scotty now for, man. 
11 years. Uh, we did our first event together. Um, and I mentioned I lost my dad at a very young age. Right. And uh, when I was eight years old, he got hit by a construction vehicle. Wow. And was in a coma for six and a half years. And then eventually passed. Um, the day they, they took him off life support, I went home. And I didn't stay with him. And I was 15 years old. And that has haunted me forever. And uh, the first event I did with Scotty, I asked him to go outside with me. And I couldn't even get the question out of my mouth. I just started bawling. And he put his hand on my shoulder and he said, your dad says that you're being too tough on yourself. You were 15. I never asked him, but he just, he just knew. Um, so yeah, I mean, Scotty and I have been friends for a very long time. He's been going through some health issues here in the last week or the last month or so. Doing better though. Um, He's finally doing better. Yeah. So, um, sending my love to him too. There's, uh, I, I dealt with stuff for like the last three years health-wise and uh, everybody's like, how do you, how do you smile through all of this? I'm like, well, the rest of my friends are also suffering. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's, uh, you got to make the best of what you have. And congratulations on your foot getting in that shoe. I'm oh, sorry you, for that. You, 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 you don't want to see this foot. Oh, it, honey, it I was like... nurse for 21 years. I did <laughs> wound care for a couple of years. I know you were talking you know about that. Like, uh, you know that Tetris piece? Care. The Tetris piece that goes up and then across and then back up. Yeah. That's my foot. Yeah. It's disgusting. And, but it fits in a shoe. So (laughs) that's all that matters. So I just wear shoes around the house. So I don't have to look at it. But um, bring it up, Scotty, because Scotty and I have been in talks to start working together. So I love Scotty. He's he's a wonderful, wonderful human being. He really is. I love him to death. I, I love him. He was in Milwaukee this weekend. He sent me pictures, and I'm like, God, you're, he's such a beautiful person. So, I just love Scotty. So, love it, love it, and I'm loving your foot feeling better. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, it was nice. I went, uh, I went golfing this weekend. Oh wow! That yeah, that was fun. And then, of course, when I got home and I took the shoe off, I'm thinking to myself, Oh, please, 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 still be intact. Right. And it was. So we're good. <laughs> um. But yeah, I was I was a little bit terrified that uh, my first time out, I was going to look at my foot and it was going to be a mess again. But uh, so far, so good. But uh, funny story with that foot. Okay. Um, so every time I had surgery on it, my bones and my foot would try to regenerate. Oh. And that, that was the problem. I was going to uh, say that sounds like an issue. Yeah, they weren't, but they weren't like growing. They weren't growing in a helpful manner. Right. Like the last time I had surgery it was because there was a bone growing out the side of my foot. Like literally out the side of my foot, but I, I have neuropathy, so I couldn't feel it. Right. You know, I could just see it. Um, but uh, so after the last surgery, and they took uh, before the last surgery, they took X-rays and they're showing me this, and I, I looked at my doctor and I said, "So you're me? I'm a lizard." <laughs> and and he started laughing, and and he's like, "I wouldn't go that far." I'm like, "I'm regenerating bones." Like, <laughs> Like that's not normal, is it? He's like, I've I've only seen it one other time, and I'm like, okay, so it's a pretty it's a pretty special case, but um, we finally got that to stop, at least I hope, um, and now I think we might be healed for a while. But uh, it's uh, I, I tell people all the time, and I got to bring it back full circle to uh, to Murray. Yeah, um, there was a, there was a time in my life from like 2006 probably to 2017 mm-hmm. where every day I fought to not be here yeah actively didn't want to be here 
Right. Um, and the last three years, I have fought my butt off to stay. Yeah, isn't that uh, incredible? Because we had we had a couple of scares with bone infections and uh, and some blood clots. And so um, there, there were some tense moments that I didn't really share on social media because, you know, people don't really need to know everything. But, uh, yeah, so there were some moments. But, uh, you know, there's also been moments where I've kind of looked at the ceiling and gone, okay, Murray, anytime you want me, you can come grab me. I'm okay. No, but it's, it's, uh, it's tough sometimes, you know, it's, you, you want to, uh, you want to be there for everybody else, but you have to take care of yourself too. And sometimes I'm not so good at that, but I, I like to think I'm getting better. But uh, I always tell people, like, if the day comes, and I'm not here. Um, I don't want people to cry. I don't want them to be sad because honestly, I want them to just think that, oh my God, this is the greatest reunion ever. Yeah. Because somewhere I'm hugging the shit out of my boy. <laughs> and exactly. uh, and uh, we're having the time of our life and down on everybody. We need and, to get your rules for your, when, whenever that day comes. Yeah. Not for 40 years. Only because I know that's what we did. My sister, she had rules before she passed away. She was yeah. like, things will not happen. So I made big boards. And on the top, it was, we will not cry. I'm to slap you if you cry. <laughs> 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 you know, only good thoughts, only good laughs. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I want to live till I'm 88 though. So can we maybe shoot for 30 more years? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. well, if you still have an event to go, yeah, you're going to have to add on that extra time. Yeah. I, uh, I, I always joke with people because like, and this is probably heavier than you were expecting, but oh, no, I'm, like, I'm, when I, when I look into my future, yeah, like when I look into my future, I, I'm alone. Like there's no, I, I was married for, oh man, how long was it? Too long. Um, but it was, it, it was such, it was such an experience, like a horrible experience that I just don't want to lose that freedom and that peace again. Mm -hmm. um, which I, I always get asked, you know, about, you know, girlfriend situation and stuff and just give up. <laughs> I'm good. No, it's I just, feel you. I feel it's, you. It, it's me, my two dogs, and my cat that I never talk about. Yeah. And uh but uh I, I just never envision a, a time when I, it's not just me. Mm -hmm. And you know, there's there's other times I sit at home and I reflect because my mom is a saint, she's a wonderful lady, and she takes care of my dogs when I travel. Yeah, and mom probably doesn't want me to say but she's, she's getting up there in age. So there's going to come a time when I'm not going to do these events anymore um, because I don't want her to have to you know, watch after, well, especially Ray. She's kind of an idiot uh, <laughs> and she's all over the place. Um, but I just don't want my, my elderly mother to have to watch dogs so that I can travel. And it seems kind of selfish to me. So there, there's going to come a time when, when that stuff's at least going to be put on hold for a while. Um, but yeah, I mean, you just, I just kind of look into the future and it's like, at some point I'm going to be in, in this home eating pudding on Wednesdays and that'll be my excitement for the week. Um, and I'll be getting sure bad. Rainbow then. Huh? 
<laughs> make sure it's unicorn rainbow pudding. <laughs> well, but it's, it's, we'll it's, sit on the couch together, Tim, talking about all these people saying you're yeah. going to get hooked up. No, I'm not. <laughs> I, uh, it's just, I don't know. That's just how I see things, you know. I, and then if people keep pushing the the envelope and pe- keep pushing the subject, then I'm like, you know what? I'm perfectly happy dying alone. Yeah. You know, I, I don't have any brothers or sisters, so uh, you know, mom's all I have. Yeah. Um, love her dearly. Love my stepfather. Um, but yeah, at some point, I'm either not going to have dogs, right. and I can travel, or I'm going to have dogs and the traveling is done for me. So I have a feeling they're all going to have, you know, emotional support vests. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they, everybody asked me why I don't bring like Ray to events. I, I brought her to one event and there was only like 75 people there, but it was pretty overwhelming. Right. Um, I've taken, Mur- I had taken Murray to a couple of events mm-hmm. and he was the, he was a giant ham. Oh, he just ate it up. He loved the fact that everybody was there to see him. Um, the last event that I had him at was in Oshkosh. Right. And we brought him up on stage at the end of my lecture, and the crowd gave him a standing ovation. Wow. And, I, and I've got a photo of that, and I will cherish that photo for the rest of my life, just the smile on his face. And then everybody came up to the stage, and they were petting him. And... uh he, he was always the star of the show and I was, he was the Batman and I was Robin and I was, I was more than happy to be Robin. Oh, I love that. sounds like you guys, you've just had an incredible life because of that. Yeah, it was, uh, it was amazing. It really was. We, we got to do a lot of fantastic things and, and, uh, just the time I was able to spend with him. And yesterday I took the girls for a car ride, which I don't do enough. Um, right. I'm kind of, I'm very conservative that way because I'm always afraid we're going to get in an accident and, and I don't want anything to happen to them because of me. Right. But uh, I put them in the car yesterday. We went for a ride to the, uh, to the lake and we're just sitting in the car and they're looking, there's ducks right, right outside the window and they're both, you know, fixated on the ducks. And I thought it was cute. So we're driving away. And as we're getting to where I'm going to get breakfast, um, I said something about, the ducks and then it dawned on me that like when we used to walk murray to the pond he would just go nuts over these ducks mm-hmm. like he loved the ducks that was his favorite part of it yeah. and uh like i know things just happen sometimes just because right but i couldn't help but think you know thanks buddy you know mm-hmm. yeah th- exactly. thanks, for the, thanks for the remembrance and uh i love uh, that but uh yeah that was pretty cool so i love that Trying yep. to have that same relationship with Ray and Daisy, but you know, honestly, nothing's ever going to touch that that connection I had with Murray. No, I, I had a pit bull that I had that same connection with. Pit bull and a Shih Tzu. Don't ask me how that worked, but it come together as long as the Shih Tzu got to be boss. <laughs> <laughs> and she was a queen. But it was so funny because I used to put him in the car, and I found out what cup holders are for. They're not for drinks. They're for pup cups that you put in there, and they can eat the ice cream as you're driving down the road. so what you have an event in wisconsin coming this year is it it is it is this year okay yeah i thought it was this year and it's not that far that actually shocked me i'm like wisconsin really oh my gosh you know i want people to come i want people to donate a tip jar or something (laughs) Uh, for second chance north animal rescue it's in ripon wisconsin Mm-hmm. And uh, it's at the Plausible in Ripon. 
It's actually a very unique event. This is the third time we've done it there. Uh, paranormal speakers and vendors all day. And then we have a bowling tournament at night. A bowling tournament? And uh, it's uh, you don't have to be a good bowler. You just have to have a good, you have to be a good sport about it. <laughs> uh, because you will have a room full of people laughing at you if you throw a gutter. Mm -hmm. um, but you also will have a room full of people coming over to give you hugs and high fives if you get a strike. Right. So uh, it's a pretty incredible event. Uh, this year, the headliners are uh, Shane Pittman mm -hmm. from uh, 28 Days Haunted and from Holzer Files. Uh, Shane's actually become a really good friend of mine in the last two years. Just uh, like a few weeks ago. I couldn't believe how yeah. incredible he was. I, I'm going to say this in the best way possible. I love that little dude because <laughs> um, he comes up to my nipples. But uh, <laughs> Dave. <laughs> you already know that. Yeah. Um, but uh, Tim Shaw will be there. Uh, making the trip from from New York, uh, I don't have the poster in front of me. Otherwise, I'd tell you everybody that's going to be there. I'm just going to look. I, I got you up here, so why not? Yeah. Okay. You keep talking, and I'll find the poster. How's that? All right. I'll I'll keep talking <laughs> as, I, as I still make an attempt to find the poster. Yeah, we'll both find it. Okay. Yeah. Um. There it is. I found it. I knew there I, was somebody the else. First poster I got. It's like right there. Yeah. Um. John Tenney coming back to. Uh, yes. Coming back to Wisconsin, doing a photographs event for us. He actually did one of the very first photographs events for me in Michigan. So it's going to be nice to have him there uh, for this one. Um, Dana Stricker, uh, Jamila McKenzie, Christy Ayers. I know I'm forgetting people. You got uh, Shane, Mulworth. John, Todd, Jamil, Christy, Dana, Tim, Tim. That's it. And Tim. Three yeah, Tims. There's a bunch of Tims. Um, <laughs> whenever I share that. Um, everybody makes a comment. I think you need more, more Tim. Yeah. And, uh, and I know more Tim's. I just, you know, I held it at three. There you go. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be a fantastic event. It's going to be fun. Uh, Tim Shaw's already posted that, uh, he can't wait for the bowling. So, uh, we're going to have a good time that night. We're going to raise a lot of money. Um, I can't remember how much we raised last year, but last year was the event that we went over a hundred thousand dollars. Wow. That um, at the event in Wisconsin. And quite honestly, um, it was weird because I was kind of numb. You know, I, I expected once we got there that it would be this big moment where it would just be this big release and and I'd have this giant cry and and, and I still haven't had that. Like I, I expect it, but it hasn't happened. So um because you have to hit two hundred and fifty thousand before you oh get god. <laughs> <laughs> um there's do it. There's a there's a lot of stress that comes with these events. Um, mostly because the good folks that are listening today are not going to buy their tickets until September 15th. And that does not help Tim's stress level. So <laughs> if you could just go buy the tickets now and we knew you were coming, that'd be fantastic. But uh, <laughs> no, no that, that's, that's the worst part about doing an event. Like you, you announce an event and you'll sell a bunch of tickets that first week. Right. And then nothing until like two weeks before the event. And then you get a few stragglers, and then like three days before, it's like boom. Right. So just trying to handle all the finances and get all the, you know, the arrangements set and, it's a lot and stuff on. like that. So there's there's a lot of this, a lot of stuff behind the scenes that people don't see, and um, you know, that big shout out I give to Todd Arnold, he earned it because he listens to a lot of my venting, um, and he's the one that gets me to calm down and, and uh, just take everything in stride, but. Um, but yeah, the Ripon event's going to be fun. Uh, we're starting to announce speakers for next year's Podographs Parafest 5. Mm -hmm. uh, 
we've got them all scheduled. Okay. Um, but uh, I'm, just, I'm like going to look for it. I'm like, I can't find it. Why can't I find it? <laughs> there, there's an event page for it. I just don't have the poster yet. And, yep. And um, that's okay. Oh, yeah. well, Dustin's going to be there. You've announced yep. that. <laughs> Dustin, uh, Heather Taddy is making her first appearance at a, at a oh, Podographs yeah. event. So uh, that'll be, that'll be exciting. Um, we've got one more big name that I'm announcing here soon. And uh, I can't believe we got this guy. So really? uh, I'm excited. <laughs> uh, I'm excited, but I can't say who it is yet because I got to get papers signed. There, well, I get that. I get that. I have a name in my head. I just don't know if it's the person. I'll find out later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it'll be uh, it'll be a great time, and and they they always end up being a blast. It's just getting there that is the problem. You'll have it and, and making more money, and I really do foresee you making. You'd have been over two hundred fifty thousand dollars by now. You know, if it wasn't for the pandemic. Oh, that's a lot of money. That's <laughs> it's yeah. hard for me to, we we've been on a pretty good clip here the last couple of years, about 25,000 a year. So, yeah. uh, you know, we'll, uh, maybe we'll get there. Maybe we won't. Right. Um, dates for the event and Ripon Lee are, uh, September 16th. That's, yeah. uh, that's the event in Ripon, uh, next March in Ann Arbor, Michigan uh, March 8th and 9th. We're going two days for that one. I love it. I love it. I think it's amazing because, again, you're doing so much more. There's so much more for you to do. And it's incredible. You know, it's just incredible. Thank you. You, you know, your legacy is, is intense. Yeah. Yes, you're like, eh, it's just me. It's, it's not It's not my legacy, though. It's, no. uh, I think it's it become is. a joint one. No. The shirts, the shirts all say Murray's legacy. So we got to go by what the shirt says. We got to go by what the shirt says. Well, yeah. I have a feeling Murray's up there going, but you're still doing it, Dad. <laughs> you're still doing it, Dad. You know. No, we've got we've got another shirt that's debuting at, at Michigan Paracon that uh, that is uh, going to say, "I stand with Murray and all the other shelter animals around the world." So that'll be the new shirt that we have at Michigan Paracon. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's about him. It's always about him. And it was always about creating a legacy for him. So, um, the only reason people know who my, my name or what my name is, is because he was there. So, uh, if I were to take any more credit than that, I'd feel kind of, I feel kind of guilty, but it's, uh, it's all the big guy upstairs pulling the strings and we'll, we'll, con we'll continue to dance as long as he wants us to dance and, <laughs> For at least yeah. 30 more years. Uh, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Are people able to donate? Well, you agreed to 30, not 40, but 30. So now I've got to hold you to it, Tim. Well, 30 to live. <laughs> I don't know if I want to do events until I'm 70. <laughs> so um, can people like donate outside of the events too? Do you have something that people can, can donate to? Uh, they can go right to potographsforpooches.com okay. and uh, donate right there. There's a donate button on top of the homepage. Okay. And if you donate to that event, or if you donate two potters for pooches, we always put it towards the next event that we're doing. So the next event we're doing is Michigan Paracon for uh, Chippewa. In August, right? Chippewa, Chippewa County Animal Shelter, Animal Rescue Shelter. Yeah. That's that's when when you do enough of these, you can't remember all the names of the shelters. But uh, but yeah, we've been doing events for them 
the last uh, or, or raising money for them the last two years we've been at Michigan Paracon. So it's been pretty, pretty incredible. And uh, the people at Michigan Paracon, Tim and Brad, have been fantastic with us and and uh, supporting us. So uh, look forward to getting up there and uh, raising some cash for the dogs. And for anybody who doesn't know, Michigan Paragon is in August. It's coming up really quick, like a month away. So yeah, I, I don't like the hot weather, so I'm really hoping it gets here quick. Because <laughs> that means football season's around the corner and all that, all that good stuff. But and uh, I'll probably get to meet you face to face because I'm going this year. So are you? I am. I awesome. am. Yeah, I look, I look forward to meeting you finally. Me too. I mean, it's, it's even though we didn't know each other existed until you know a few weeks ago. So. Well, well, I knew you existed. Believe it or not, I, I was following you. I'm, I'm that. It's weird. I'm a stalker without googling people. Does that make sense? Yeah, don't so, Google me. That that just turns into a mess. Well, I'll tell you a quick story because I knew Dan, an acquaintance, worked with him, kind of knew him, very much out of my element. And I don't Google people. Brad Candle laughs at me like, get so mad because I don't Google people. I can't say he gets so mad. He was just like, he didn't understand why. And then so I bring Dan on the show. This is, I don't know, a year and a half, two years ago. So I'm talking to Dan and all the questions. And he's going, and I'm the producer of Death Rock. I went, what are you? And what are you? He was looking at me like, Jed, did you not? No, I don't Google. And I had no clue about any of this about you, Dan. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so i have these beautiful people i've brought on that are truly my friends and they're like here i'll i'll feed you a little information before you come and i'm like thank you <laughs> it's just i like to get to know people for who they are versus what the you know their facebook profile or what google has to say yeah and there's something to be said for that because you know, there's a lot of folks that have heard the story that know. know what I do. Yeah. Um, and then think they think that that's all I am. Mm -hmm. And th there's so much more, you yeah. know, and you know, honestly, the so much more is probably not stuff I share on Facebook because, you know, it's just a normal guy, you know, like I said, I was sitting in my shorts <laughs> watching TV before I came on here. I, I don't think yeah. I'm special. So, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, we got to get past all of the stuff that people put on Facebook because a lot of times they don't put the stuff that they're ashamed of on there. Exactly. Um, and you only get the best version of them. So, and exactly. me included, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm the same way, you know, I'm the same way. So I, I appreciate you coming on and sharing so much because I know you probably shared more than you thought you would. And I appreciate that because people get to know you. you know? Yeah, especially the part where I was like, this is why I don't date anymore. Like, yeah. why did I even go into that? I <laughs> watch all my shows and everybody gets off going, why did I tell you this stuff? <laughs> I, that, that, I'll, I'll be scratching my head all day. Yeah. Like, what, what did I do that for? Trust me. I have no. yet to have a guest that hasn't come on and afterwards went, why did I say all of that? Like, and, and I do believe, I honestly do believe that this show was brought in to help a lot of people, you know, because people hear your story or they hear this, they hear that. And even that part, they're like, I'm normal. It is normal. It's okay not to I don't have to do this. Thank you, Tim, for telling me I don't have to be, I don't have to be hooked up, you know, or I can do this with an idea or, you know, and that's what, that's what changes people's lives. Or there's a really sweet lady at home right now with 25 cats going, I could change him. That's it. And <laughs> yeah. Well, for the 25 cats and all the dogs, but we'll see. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, I don't, Oh, you'll just yeah. have your own little shelter that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 
and you never know. Like a good life to me, but anyway. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but you you just never know, and I think that's why I honestly think because every show I have, people come on and share more than they thought they were going to or they planned on it, and those are the things that people always come back to me, go and thank you for that because that's what they needed to hear, and to me that's incredible. I, I just uh, I enjoyed being able to do this again. Um, you you don't realize how much you miss it until it's kind of taken away from you. Yeah. And uh, being able to do this because it was in the morning was very nice. So I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Oh, I will um, have you back over and over again, Tim, just yeah. to, to celebrate your accomplishments and get more word about what you do out there. And it's it's always nice to to be on a new show and kind of tell Murray's story to a new audience. So for the folks that heard it for the first time today, um, if you want to reach out, uh, I got some room on the friends list. If you want to be there, um, you know, look me up on Facebook and uh, send me a message and all that good stuff. But uh, yeah, help us, help us grow. Yeah, definitely. I hope they do. I hope everybody comes together to do this because what you and Murray do is amazing. So thank, thank you. you. And Fox City. <laughs> yes. <laughs> No, it's very important. Fox City paranormal. Fox City. Well, you know, there's this Nick Simmons guy out there that I keep saying is or it's Simons, and I keep yeah, calling Simon. Simmons. I'm like, wait a minute. You're like, I keep telling them because I cannot, I could never get it straight. I'm like, I'm just elevating you to a new platform, Nick. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much, Tim, for coming on. I appreciate you. And for everybody else, please reach out to Tim, donate, say hi to him. Let's see what you know a community can do to help. Thank and you. hopefully I can I'll I'll see you next month, Tim. Yep. Looking forward to it. You have a great day. You too. Everybody else, I'll be back in a few minutes. This is Jan here on School for Spirit with WLTKTV.com. Welcome back. This is Diet here on School Through Spirit with WLTKDB.com. I've had the pleasure to have Tim on and Tim with Murray's story and his legacy. Um, pause, photographs for pooches. Um, just Tim, like, you know, so many conversations we had to, just so much. Wow. Huge. Um, about just his journey, what he's done, what he's done. Over $100,000 for shelters. It's incredible. It's incredible. So please, everybody, if you have that, you know, that couple of dollars in your pocket, 
or the ability to share on Facebook if you don't have a couple dollars. It's always more than more than appreciated. Go to Pause for Pooches. Either donate and or share just to get the word out so that you know what he can raise more money. He can do more, more and more and more for all of those animals that really need it. Really truly do need it. Um <clears throat> what's in the bag? Did anybody guess what's in my bag? Nobody put a message up, so I was running out. My cards were getting boring, guys, apparently. And in the words of Todd, I was running low. I was running low. So we're not in new cards. <laughs> Lori's like, I know you. I know it's in that bag. So, but I'm going to do something on here. I'm going to open them up on here. Um, new deck. No, I got them from Earthsong in Janesville because that's where I was yesterday. And it's Denise Lynn's Sacred Destiny cards. Okay. And I'm going to tell you, like I was telling Tim here um, before the show, we're going to um, we're going to open them up, guys, in front of you. So you know how new these are brand new. Oh, my God. I love things from from Earthsong because it smells like incense. Smells so good. So let me tell you the story of these cards. Um, I did. Well, I didn't hug Heather for you, Todd. I should have, but I didn't even get a hug myself. She was so darn busy. Um, but I was there. <laughs> well, Tim, we are going to be the first to be beat up with new cards. Yes, Tim. Exactly. I love this, guys. <laughs> yeah, I got an issue. Can you tell? I'm in love. But. Seems like every time I go to Earthsong, it's usually the work, and that's when I buy a new card deck. And I get pulled into it. So they're having this big event yesterday. It's a, a yearly event that they have. <clears throat> Excuse me, because of pandemic, they haven't had it for five years. So this year was the first year to come back, and it just blew up. And I was there all day yesterday with Addie. And we've seen everything, and she got a little henna tattoo and got a bunch of stuff. And I was there. I escaped, did not buy cards. It was really good. And I got out, and I had this idea that, Dawson's going to want a little head of tattoo. So I got a hold of mom and dad and yeah, he wants to. So we met, picked up Dawson, took Dawson back. So that was the second time there and managed not to buy cards. Okay. Which I'm thinking I'm doing really, really good here. So they weren't able to do the head then. So we ran off, got our, some errands done and went back a third time. And the third time was a charm. The store knew I needed third three times. And quite frankly, what happened was he got his, we we got there. We were a little bit early. We parked. We went. We got. We 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 went. Got his henna. We went and got his henna. I gotta get the cards open. First time is always hard to open the book. And was walking back. I was. We were all three of us. Me, him, and Addie were walking back towards the the car, which was next to the building. Now I'm not gonna kill. I'm not gonna lie to you. In my head, I hear cards. You need to go get the cards. And I went, I don't know, I need no more flipping cards. Not doing this. I mean, because already in that day, I got a new Raven. Um, I got another beautiful stone. It's calcite with black tourmaline. Oh my God, the stone spoke to me. Love this. I got another one of those for my son-in-law. I got a selenite tower for my son-in-law for his desk at work. I got things for the kiddos. I'm like, I escaped pretty good. And the building was going cards, cards. I'm like, fine. 
And the weird thing is, is I'd already been in there. I'd already seen all the cards. Addie's pointing, literally, Nani, you've got this one and this one and this one and this one. I'm like, yep, see, I don't need any more cards. So I'd been there and not one single duck had shouted at me. So I was like, I'm, I'm free. So literally, I walked back in the building and I'm not kidding you. We walk, me and the kids walked back in the building, walked back to the cards and boom, there's this duck. And I'm like, okay, that's a duck. And when I picked up the cards, they should have felt very heavy to me. And they didn't. They felt light as a feather. And I'm like, okay, okay. So I'm like, there you go. So we bought the Sacred Destiny Oracle. And the funny thing is, is I've been going lately for last week and a half. What the hell am I supposed to do in my life? What's going on? What's my destiny? Tell me, tell me, tell me. And barely these are the cards to tell us, guys. So we're going to play five card stud with the new cards. Yeah, and, and, and the words of Tim. You're going to get beat up <laughs> with new cards, not old cards. And look at these. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Her imagery sometimes is just so awesome. So let's do five cards done. We're just kind of shuffling a few minutes here, thinking what cards we need. We got one falling out. So um, we're going to start with that. But pick your cards, one through five. Pick one card, two cards, all five cards, whatever you please. This is for you. Um, and then, of course, we will use... Ah! Ah! Beyond Lumeria cards for that sixth card to bring it all together. How's that sound? So there we go. Gonna do the cut. So the first card that fell out is flexibility. Flexibility. And hey, good morning, Miss Penny. And so as you guys notice, I haven't even looked at the book. I will never look at that book. It just stays in the box because I don't believe in looking in the book. So flexibility, when I'm looking at this card, and you, if you pick number one, I do feel like it's being flexible, it, exactly what the card says. But when, I, when it says about this, it is kind of like what's going on in your life right now. What are you trying to control in your life right now? Not everything is going to be as you want it, and not everything is going to be as you want it controlled. So what you kind of do instead is go, okay, I want this or something better. Allow this to happen in a way that's going to be conducive to the best of the situation or the best for me. And it means being flexible to allow things to just kind of bend and weave and change so that what is going to happen is going to be for the best. Because trust me, when sometimes when we get this idea in our head that this is how it has to be no matter what, boom, it's not going to happen. Or you're going to get frustrated. No, be flexible. And that's card number one. Card number two is diligence. Diligence. Oh, isn't that awesome? That is really cool. And I do. Well, hell, that's really cool because I just looked at that shadow. If you look at the shadow, the bird and then the shadow, it almost looks like the shadow's flying backwards, doesn't it? Isn't that incredible? I wonder if they did that intentionally. I mean, it's not because I can clearly see the head, but it just kind of is an optical illusion. But with diligence, it is trying. It is not giving up. It is going, I'm going to make this happen. I'm going to make this happen. So if you pick card number two, what you're really doing is, it's like, I want to do something. Should I do this? Is it too hard? Does God not want me to do it? Does Spirit not want me to do it? My parents don't want me to do it, but it's telling you to keep doing it. Be diligent. Keep working at it. Keep striving at it. Keep pushing forward. Okay? Card number three is delight. It's delight. I like this card. I like delight. Why? Because delight is one of those words that it's just, it's like the word joy. Okay. It's like the word joy. Happiness. 
enthusiasm, you know, all this stuff, all these other words really are about things around you, okay? And I'm going to do it in this aspect because things are about things around you, okay? Delight is something that comes from in, comes from within, okay? And that's what delight comes. It's like joy. Joy comes from within. Delight comes with, from within. So look from within. What makes you happy? What makes you feel good? What gives you delight? What gives you that go, oh my gosh, I just, this feeling. And that's where you're sitting at. If you pick card number three and you're going, what should I do? Look inside. Look inside. What is it in here that's going to make you happy? What is in here that makes you delightful? And that's what that card says to me. <clears throat> card number four is courage. Card number four is courage, okay? And I will tell you what, um, courage is another one of those cards that it comes up and people look at it. And I will tell you what, for myself, courage sometimes is fighting with that storm that's ahead of you. Sometimes that's what it is, isn't it? It's looking ahead to the storm, looking ahead to the obstacles, looking ahead or seeing all of that that's around you that says, I can't do this. And having the courage to do it. Mustering down deep what you have and pulling it up to go forward. Okay. And that's what this is because it tells me you have obstacles if you pick card number four. You have obstacles. You have things around you saying that kind of scary. Kind of like I don't want to do this. But something inside you says you need to. So muster that courage. Muster that strength to say, I got this and you're going to go forward. Okay. Now the last card here is community. God, isn't that gorgeous? Community. And if you pick number five, it is about you looking around your community. It is looking at what you have created around you. Okay. And it's so funny because most people see communities of something that's already been established. I like this community. I like that community. I like what's been established around me. And I'm going to tell you, this is the opposite. What have you established around yourself? Because you can go into the best community in town and be very alone. But if you go into that community and you create a community around you, something you've done, and that's the community I'm looking at. And look at the transformations of which happens within the community. What does this community do for you? What do you do for it? Why have you created it? Put some thought into this because this really is a lot about that community coming together and helping you in a common goal. Okay? Because that's what community is about. It's helping you through life in a common goal. So card number one is flexibility. Card number two was diligence. Card number three is delight. Card number four is courage. And card number five is the community card. Now, when I'm looking at all of this, it really tells me that, guess what? This is a week that it is about a lot of things happening. This week is just a lot of things happening. Um, you're going to have to, you know, keep mustering through it. You're going to have to have the courage to get through it. You're going to have to, because this week is just telling me that if you picked all five cards, there's a lot on that plate. In the words of friend, get a bigger plate because there's a lot going on in that plate, okay? Don't worry. As long as you keep working at it, as long as you keep pushing forward, as long as you're going, okay, I'm not quite sure how this is going to work, but I'm going to back off a little bit to let pieces fall where they're going to fall and make this happen. Trust that you have the community. Trust that you have the friends. Trust that you have the support system around you to help you push through this, okay? Everything's happening for a reason. And I think that's what these cards are saying this week. Everything is happening for a reason. 
how you're going to get there, who knows? Who cares? As long as you get there, okay? Now, let's go to, I don't know, what the heck am I going to put this? I have to start stacking someplace else. Oh, my God. Let's go to, uh, I agree with top, guys. I agree with top there. So let's pull one more card here, the Beyond the Marriott cards. Um, to see what that last card is, to pull that whole reading together, see what happens there. Okay. Ooh, pretty. Pretty. I like this card. Your mermaid and DNA. What's that got to say? It says evolution. Consider what evolution means to you. Is your evolution about growth, expansion, adaption, success, or becoming a better version of yourself? Look for better ways to flourish in the face of challenge. Break a problem down to its elements. Be creative and consider how you can make it more fun and inspiring. Alternatively, ask how you can learn, grow, and become stronger through what is happening for you. You may be pushed to greater and deeper learnings, and it might be an uncomfortable process. But the strength, growth, and wisdom that come from journeying from or through your eye of the storm and embodying the knowledge is something no teacher can show you. Damn. <laughs> Pretty awesome. I know it was speaking to me. How about you guys? What you guys? So that is that the mermaid spirit. I love that. I love that. Um, that is your weekly, you know, your five card stud for the week. And I, to me, it just to me it's screaming in to me, and I'm like, okay, I got what I needed. I got what I needed, and I hope you all got what you needed also. Okay. Um, so let's go here. We're gonna do the current shows, guys. The current shows. If you are a person that watches watches all of our shows, goes to um, watches us all on Facebook and live in the live stream, I want to talk about this. If you're in the podcast form, you can find these obviously in different different formats. So Monday mornings is School Through Spirit with Diet at 9 a.m. No Agenda with Mike and Jen is on at noon today, and they really have no agenda. They show up and do whatever, which is awesome. Um, we have got Ancient Hand with Jessica Lynn at 6 p.m. Be the Change with Christina Bloom is at 8 p.m. And guess who her, her guest is this week? It's me. Um, so you'll be seeing me and Christina tonight at 8 p.m. Tuesdays, we have Explore the Paranormal with Heather Lee at 9 a.m. Ane with Ane Shin is at 5 p.m. tomorrow. She is our tarot master. Um, Unfiltered with Diet and Mike is at 6 p.m. tomorrow night. That's where I do readings. Mike does his coaching, and we just do a lot of chit chatter and have a lot of good fun. Um, we have got Moment to Moment with Linda Hope at 7 p.m. Spirits are talking with Lisa Silverman is at 9 p.m. And then Paranormal Pete with Pete Orbea is at 10 p.m. Wednesdays, we start the day off with the self care show with Deidre Sanford at 10 a.m. The Numerology Hour with Kelly Brickle is at 1 p.m. And that is starting in August, guys. That's not quite yet. It's in August. But the Numerology Hour with Kelly Brickle it will be at 1 p.m. in the future. We've got the Psychic Hour with Kelly Brickle. That is a current show at 3 p.m. Um, the Soul Guides with Roddy Blunt. I know I've been talking about this over and over again, guys. But it does start next month. And it'll be on at 6 p.m. And as soon as I know a closer date, I will announce that. Haunted Voices or Haunted Experiences in 60, in 60 Minutes with Nick Sarlo and Diane Henrys at 8 p.m. And Seeing Beyond with Kelly Ockhart and Cheryl Murphy's at 9 p.m. 
Now, Thursdays is Chat with Charlie with Stephanie Lynn at 9 a.m., The Universe with Stephanie Rob at 6 p.m., Realm of Darkness with Ashley, Ashley Moreno at 7 p.m., Haunted Voices with Ty Bates and Nicole Strickland is at 8 p.m. Um, and that, noting, guys, that's a new day and time, so please go and watch it because it's awesome. Passport to Paranormal, Dr. Heather Lee and Joe Frankie's at 9 p.m. On Fridays, it's Soul and Synergy Radio with Tanny and Terry um, Flick and Danny Lucemore at 10 a.m. The Psychic Hour Readings Show is at 3 p.m., and that's Kelly Brickle. Tonight, Twilight Tonight with Dee Dee Moonflyer is at 6 p.m. Voices of Oneness with Amari Benet is at 8 p.m. And Twisted Ascensions is coming back, guys. It's coming back with Caden and Lisa Mask in August. In August, it's coming back, which is super awesome, super cool that they are coming back, which we love. Um, <laughs> I just put the new sheet in there. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, so that's so much is going on. So much is going on. I love watching this show live, but recently I've been watching. And that's okay. That's okay. Now, everybody that watches this show, if you're not able to get it, if you missed it, if you want to see more of it, if you want to share it with your friends, you can always go to Podbeam. You can go to iHeartRadio, Spotify, um, Apple um, Podcasts, Amazon Music, uh, Audible. I mean, guys, this show is everywhere, anywhere, still getting bigger and bigger in other places, um, which is amazing. Guam is now listening. New Zealand is listening. Greece. These are shout outs to all these wonderful countries. Ireland, England. Oh, so many. I can't even think of them all off the top of my head, but thank you, thank you, thank you. Because, you know, in the podcast podcast form, guys, you guys are keeping the show alive. And a big reason why I keep doing this because I have a lot of people that come up to me or tell me or message me saying, hey, guess what? Um, I follow you and this is making a big deal. In my life, it's changing my life. They're always finding something and it's awesome. So please do me a favor, guys, and reach out, hit a follow button, follow me on Facebook, follow me on YouTube, and uh, let me know what you think. Let me know what you want. Now, next week, I got a surprise. I got a surprise. And she is, and it's so funny because she's been on a lot of shows in WLTK for a while, but remember, I was first, and I've actually had her booked for probably three or four months now. Uh, but Miss Maria Celeste is going to be on next Monday and bring those questions because she's doing trance for us, guys. Maria Celeste is going to come in. She is going to do trance, uh, which I love it. So next week probably will not be a weekly reading. It'll probably, it, well, it depends. I'm not going to say we're not going to have the five-card stud, guys. But I'm, what I'm going to tell you is I'm going to go with Maria. However long she goes or does not go is what I'm going to go with. And um, but again, trance demonstration next week with Miss Maria Celeste. Um, I know you guys love her as much as I do. And she's just, she just, she's my soul sister. This, there, if there's a lady I loved, it is Miss Maria. And she's just, she's always got my heart. She has since day one and she's never losing it. So everybody else, uh, I will see you tomorrow night and or next week. This is Jet here on School Through Spirit with WLTKDB.com. See you soon, guys. The truth is here and now on WLTKDB. Talk Radio at WLTKDB.com.